Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Praise the Lord. Relevant, what's going on, man? It's Pastor Chris, and I'm so excited to be with you today. I'm telling you what, man, I miss you guys. I miss seeing your face and hanging out with you and just being able to, you know, be with you. But, you know, we're walking through some times right now that we're navigating and we're going to be together soon and very soon. Amen. Today, we're going to have a great day at Relevant. It's going to be powerful. It's going to be supernatural. It's going to be life changing. Let's just get right into the word of God. I want you to know that the word of God's going to change your life forever. Amen. Well, praise God. Hey, I just want to let you guys know we so appreciate your faithfulness and your giving. It is so important that we keep our seed in the kingdom of heaven and the work of the Lord in the earth. And your guys' faithfulness has been supernaturally a blessing to the church. Amen. And you're pleasing the Lord with your giving. Let's look at John chapter 6. We've been talking about the miracle of provision when it looks like there's not enough. Amen. And John chapter 6, and then verse 1, it says, And after these things, Jesus went to the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And he goes over, and he says, And Jesus went into a mountain, and he sat with the disciples. And I want to slide on down. And he asked this question, the Passover, the feast of the Jews was nigh. Verse 5 is what I want you to see. When Jesus lifted up his eyes, he saw the great multitude or company coming to him. He said unto Philip, where are we going to get enough bread to feed all these people? Amen. And Philip answered the question, you know how. He said, man, we don't have enough money to get what we need. I want you to write this down. I think it's important. In times of great need, Jesus already knows what he's going to do. Amen. In times of great need, Jesus knows already what he's going to do. I got news for you. Jesus knew already what he was going to do in these times we see in the earth. But watch this. He wants to know one thing. What he's going to do is he's going to come through. But here's the thing. He wants to see if you'll trust him and the process. Just write that down. Jesus wants to know, can I still trust him and the process of how to prosper? Watch this. Jesus did the miracle All they had to do was believe. Man, that is some good stuff right there. Jesus said, I'm going to see if you're ready, Philip. He tested him to see if he knew what to do. Jesus knew what he was going to do. He's going to take the bread and break it and enforce the blessing in the earth. That's what I want you to know. The blessing of God, Proverbs says, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. Now, guys, You know Pastor Chris has been teaching you how to prosper, amen, and I'm not backing up on it. I want you to remember everything I've been telling you because God's prosperity is not found in the earth's economy. God's prosperity is not found in the system of the earth. You say, Pastor Chris, then where's the money going to come from? The money is going to come because the God in heaven that you serve is going to release it to you from the earth, amen? Listen to me. What are we going to do with not enough fish? We're going to break what we got and get what we need. Amen. The key is this. Don't stop your giving when pressure comes. Amen. Pressure is going to come. Don't 
stop. You know, I talked to somebody just this week. It was awesome. Um, one of the uh, partners of the ministry said something so good. They said, man, the checks are in the mail. And I said, what do you mean? He's get to the che- I'm not eating my seed. You understand me? And I was like, okay, okay, okay. And it was funny. It was kind of like a, it was kind of like, he's like, look, I'm not eating my seed. The checks are in the mail. And I started laughing. I was like, okay, I get you. You don't want to be a seed eater. You need to be a seed sower. That's the key to continual provision. Amen. When the pressure's on, you want to sometimes hold the loaf and not break it because you're trying to keep it to preserve where you're at. I got news for you. You hold on to manna, it'll turn rotten. Sow it. Sowing it leaves the process moving for you. So we got great ways to give. The church has been powerful to work this out. Number one thing we got right here is, I'll just go, uh, number one, online giving. That might be the easiest way for some of you. Online giving, just go to relevantfl.org slash giving. You could go in there and give online. Some of you might say, well, you know what? That ain't my way of doing it. I want a cash app. Cash app, all you have to do is um, the... um, Dollar sign, Relevant FL, go to the Cash app, find it right there. You can give. It's easy. Just please put your full name and your gift type in the notes. Then you got text to give right here. Text your dollar amount to, here's the text to give number, 386-968-1103. 386-968-1103. Leave your seed in the earth. I'm telling you. Amen. This is the key. This is what works. And you can mail it to us, and it's easy. You could send your checks, which, I mean, you guys have been faithful. I'm praying over all the offerings. Um, it was funny. This week, I prayed over the offerings that came in through the mail. I prayed over all the online giving. You're going to prosper even in the midst of what's going on in the earth. And if you're going to mail it, you know, of course, it's Relevant Church, 920 Bevel Road, Daytona Beach, Florida, 32114. I, I give you all this information because I've been teaching the church for a decade and longer about how you're going to navigate in times like this. It's with your seed. It's not, nothing is your source but heaven. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen his seed begging for bread. You are the seed. You are the righteous. You are the blessed. Now enforce that blessing in the earth. Father, I thank you for each and every person. I thank you for what you're doing in their life. I thank you, Lord, for change and transformation. And I thank you, Lord, that their seed makes room for them in every season of their life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Today, I want to get right in this sermon. Amen. Happy Palm Sunday to everyone. Glory to God. Um, We're getting geared up for Easter, of course. But one of the things that today I want to talk to you about, we've been on this series of righteousness. Jesus has restored. And I'm going to teach this. And I want you to get a pen, get some paper, get out a notepad, get out your phone, take some notes. Sit with the family, enter in. Man, we just had a great time of worship, giving. Now, let's prepare our heart to receive the word of God at the level of change and transformation could take place. I'm going to go real, really into this today, and I want you to pull it out. Number one point I want you to get, that in Jesus' substitution, he made you righteous, and it's not based on man's performance. I know this seems like we've talked about this, but I really need you to get this today because in understanding this, you're going to go to a whole new level of where I want you to go in the dominion side 
of why you're in the earth. So we're going to bounce into this thing today, and it's going to bring you to a new place. This is really good stuff. Jesus' substitutionary death on the cross is the key to Christianity. Okay? Now, I want to explain that. What do you mean Jesus' substitutionary death? Okay. Jesus' substitutionary death. This was the primary reason why Jesus came to the earth. Okay, so this is why Jesus came. Jesus came to be the substitute for man because man, this is what you got to get and I got to get, man could not, could not find his way back to God without Jesus. Very important. Jesus came to the earth to die as a substitute for me and you. He was the exchange. Okay, now you got to get something here. Now, I want you to understand this. Jesus had to come into the earth like a man because he had to pay the price for man. So he was God. He came out of being God and became like man in the earth so that we who were made men could become like God. Now, that's really heavy if you're hearing me. This is some heavy stuff today. You know what I'm saying? This is the good stuff. You know what I mean? Listen, so what are you trying to say? He had to come into the earth through the virgin birth as a perfect sacrifice because the key to that meant he had legal right into the earth. Okay? And I'm going to show you some stuff later on why this was so important. We're going to put the devil on the run. He's shaking and quaking because he knows you're coming. I'm telling you today. So you see this? So now, because he was divine and lived perfect in life, he was the only possible candidate to pay for mankind's sin. That is why Jesus' substitution and his perfectness is so important to the church. Because someone had to exchange my sin for his righteousness. And there is no, not one righteous in the earth. That's why God sent himself in the form of Jesus through the word of God, putting on flesh and living amongst us to take the sacrifice of sin for mankind forever, nailing it to the cross. We're going to see it, nailing it to the cross. We'll talk about it. What's that mean? Done in a way with once and for all. This is why Galatians 3.13 so powerful. We can go there. We can bounce a little bit. We can go to Galatians 3.13. You can see this. This is important because this is what's going on. Christ has redeemed us from the curse. Now, remember we talked about the curse? The curse is poverty, sickness, spiritual death. This, this stuff in the earth is the curse. This sickness in the earth is the curse. You are part of the blessed. You don't partake of this. Look what it says here. Christ has redeemed me and you from the curse of the law being made a curse for us. When did he take the curse? On the cross. Curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Look at verse 14. That the blessing of Abraham, come on, see it? The blessing of faith people might come on me and you, the Gentile, through Jesus Christ. We might receive the spirit through faith. That's us. Because look what it says here. You can even read verse 15. We can go a little further. You got to pull this in. I speak not after the man, though it be a man's covenant. 
This is covenant terminology. God sent Jesus a covenant between God and man, yet it was confirmed no man could take away and no man could add to. You can't mess with it. It's perfect forever. God's order. Because it says in the last verse of Galatians 3, 29, I think it is, it says this, the last verse says this, and if you are Abraham's seed, then you are. And if you be Christ, how many of you know we're Christ if we're born again, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So that promise is forever in the earth to the church. I don't have to partake of the cross. Listen to me. I don't have to partake of the curse because of the cross. Did you get that? I was trying to spit it out. You felt it? Come on. I don't have to take part of no corona because the cross took care of the corona. Come on. You understand? Let's take your place. You know, I was like, I was running around the church all week long telling everybody this. I said, corona is a liar because Jesus is the Messiah. You understand that? That stuff's a lie. You got to stand there and speak to the lie. And tell it, it has no place in your house. It has no place in your family. has no place. I draw a bloodline, amen? And I was listening to some of the people, they were like, I said, that's so demonic, man. You understand that? That's demonic. So you stay in the place of faith. You stay in the place. Now, listen, you say, Pastor Chris, but I, I, I'm a believer and I'm pushing through this stuff. It's okay, but you know where you stand. Look, every sick, everything from a headache to, to, to all that stuff. That all came with the fall. Now, we, we sometimes have to walk through the symptoms, but you got the faith to overcome the attacks of the enemy. Amen? That's you because you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Look at this, right? Now, watch this. So, Jesus was born a virgin and became human for one reason, to die on the cross for us. Jesus suffered the wrath that we deserve, and without his death on our behalf, there would be no way for man to find salvation. Okay? Now, you got to get this because he, Jesus, was the perfect substitute for me and you. Now, I told you this, and I'm going to keep this a deep stuff, man. This ain't no little pablum sermonette little thing like, oh, right. You got to get it. You're getting a revelation. You guys are smart, man. For me to bring a message like this, you guys are pulling. And this, you guys are smart. So I want you to see this substitution of Jesus' life right here. Substitution brought what? Righteousness. So we exchanged. He took my place on the cross. I took his place in the earth. But boy, I'll tell you what. You better see this now. Okay? God, now you got to understand this. This is the trueness of this. We'll talk about this as we get into Good Friday and Easter. And I'm going to go slow. On the cross, this is what really happened. God treated Jesus as if he committed every sin ever committed by every person who would ever, ever, ever find salvation. So he took the sin of the world on him. God, God, let me tell you something. This is rough terminology, but it's true. The chastisement of my peace was put on him. That means, man, Jesus took on his back the sin, so we can live in peace. That is a powerful statement. I hope you really, really sit and meditate in this moment. Do you realize God's fury, God's vengeance, God's anger, God's literal, man, this is, you got to get this. God's anger 
God's wrath, God's sick, everything. He made Jesus it. And, and literally, he, Jesus, every sin ever committed, oh, my God, and he imputed it. Now, you got to get this word, imputed. God imputed our sin to him even though he was guilty of none of them. So he made him sin. So does that make sense? So, like, here's God sending Jesus, the righteous one. He said, strip him of righteousness and impute sin into him. Make him sin. Because somebody got paid a price for sin. So make him sin and turn his back on him. That's why God, you know, next week we get in Easter, we all, like, he sung on a, when he hung on the cross, he said, he's hung in there, and he said this, he said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He didn't forsake him, but he had to turn his back on him. My God, you better get a revelation in that. Why did he turn his back on him? Because if he intervenes, you got to pay the price for sin you can't pay. I had, I, look, man, I had a debt, I, man, I had a debt I could not pay. You understand this? I couldn't pay it, man. Let me tell you something. He, he, he paid a debt he didn't know, and I had a, 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 a debt I could not pay. You understand that? We used to sing like that. I'm telling you right here now, this is the truth. But God made him sin. Let me tell you. Man, I'm going to tell you something. Look at this. I got, I got, I'll tell you what the Lord told me. He rebuked me is what he did. Why would I tell on myself? He rebuked me. He really did. I hope you can maturely handle this. He rebuked me. He said, you don't honor me. I said, here we go. This is going to be good. He said, you don't honor me. And I was like, well, this is going to be great. And then it was quickening me in my spirit. I knew it was the Holy Ghost. Because when you get that, that little, like, little quiet like thing, that's you. When you get that, you don't honor me. I was like, well, heaven, what do you mean I don't honor you? I'm trying. Living through this nutness. He said, you don't honor me. I said, where do I honor you? He said, you don't honor me with the value of my word. And I said, okay, come on, slow this boat down. What he was showing me was this. If you honor God, see, we think honor is this. Go slow. Honor is this. We kind of honor you. We kind of reverence you. We kind of put you there. It is. But watch this. If you really honor God, take your place. That's what he got me with. He said, if you really honor me, renew your mind to who you are. And take your place. You know, because the Bible is waiting for the sons of God to manifest in the earth. You better take your place. Jesus has been interceding. We're going to talk about it a little bit. Interceding for you to take your place. It's time for you to take your place and honor God and put the word of God first place. Once you fully honor the word of God, there ain't no talking about it. It's what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's what it is. And he said, you don't honor me. If you're living like, well, maybe that's me. You ain't honoring God. Well, I don't believe that about me. You're not honoring God, guys. I'm not being rough. Please hear me. If I'm honoring God, I'm taking my place that he gave me. He went on the cross to take it. Why are you living with it? Look, the chastisement of my peace was put on his back. How dare me walk in this earth without peace, even in the midst of the storm? Jesus ain't got no inferiority complex. You think Jesus got before Lazarus' tomb and go, I hope this works. Maybe this or he's wringing his hands. Oh, my God. Will Lazarus come? He said, Lazarus, come out the tomb. He sat there. They said, man, we ain't got no money to pay Caesar. He said, go fishing. You'll find fish with coins in their mouth. You pay the debt that Caesar's owed. He took loaves and fish. He said, I, bless, I hope they hear me. I bless it and I break it. He's waiting for the modern day. 
man of God and woman of God to manifest in the earth. He's waiting for you to take your place. Glory to God. Honor him in his word. Hallelujah, you know. So this, God treated, God treated Jesus as if he had committed, my God in heaven, commit, as if he had committed every sin. He unloaded fury of all the sin upon him, and Jesus took it on his back for you so we don't have to take it. Here's the king. He made it possible not only for God to be justifying and the justifier of man, but he also perfectly created us to walk in this harmony and this forgiveness. Now, this is important because this is the key, okay? He did it, and it's done, and I said that to say this. This is why you got to get rid of this sin consciousness. Sin and its consciousness are destroyed through righteousness. Write that down. Sin and its consciousness are destroyed through righteousness. Now, this is the thing. Now, we're going to read in Hebrews, and you got to see this because this is important. Sin consciousness can be traced for the reason for every practical failure in man's life. Okay? You know, we're doing this book on mastering the fear. We're coming back out. We're bringing it back out. As a matter of fact, I'm working on it as we speak because I want to help people with this thing. And I've said all my life, well, the opposite of faith is fear. And I'm telling you right here and now, the opposite of, of, of this thing, the opposite of, of, of this thing is not just faith and fear. Please understand this. I started seeing this. The opposite of sin consciousness is fear. Okay? Faith falls underneath righteousness. You understand this? So righteousness, faith, all this other stuff. Sin consciousness, fear. This is about righteous consciousness and sin consciousness. Everything else births out of that thing. If you got a if your prayer life's messed up and it don't work right, you got a sin consciousness. I'm telling you right here and now. Everything that's not based in righteousness is going to be a problem for you in the earth. So let me read this to you. Sin consciousness can be traced back to every reason for man's spiritual failure because it destroys your faith. It destroys the invitation in the heart and basically the initiative that's in the heart. It really does. Like there's something on the inside that messes up. It gives man an inferiority complex and he becomes afraid. This is, this is true, okay? And now I'm going to tell you right here now, when you don't feel worthy, it ain't about feeling, but I'm telling you, when you got a sin consciousness, you know what you do? You got this waffling faith. You're in and out. You know, like the earth, well, did God do this? Did God do that? Uh, come on, stop this. You know the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God has made provision to make you a new creature so you can remove the sin consciousness completely, okay? God provided redemption, and God... God has produced his redemptive works for each and every one of us. Now, here's the thing, okay? So God had planted, this is so good, and that's that, uh, I'm going to find that scripture. He has planned to impart his own nature to, to you, taking out your old sin nature and replacing it with his own nature. This will destroy sin consciousness. Does that make sense? So he took your old nature out and put his in. I'm getting his scripture right as we go. Amen. Praise be to God. Um, I, was, I was thinking about this, um, and if we could find it, and we will, we will. But I want you, I, I thought I'd put it in here. But we're going to go to Hebrews in a minute here. But I want to read this. This scripture just got quickened to me. Um, That's why I love this thing, right? You know, you know the Holy Ghost is in it. I'm in a, I'm in an empty room. But you, you still pulling me. Come on, somebody. Somebody pull on, pull on the prophet. Come on. Feel it? Come on. <laughs> you pull it on my gift. Come on. 
Look at this. Ooh, if you can believe this, if you can believe this, I know where it is too. Woo, 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 woo. Look at Romans. Look at Romans 3.24. Look at Romans 3.24. And then we're going to look at 24, 25, and 26. We're going to find this, okay? Being justified freely by... Now, now pull this in. And I, I want to look at... Um, I think t verse 26, I want to look at the, uh, I want to really pull in. We're going to see it. We're going to look at different translation there for a minute. Pull this in. Being justified, he's talking about you, freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. You got that? Now that, that he's talking about you. Being justified, free from sin forever by grace. This ain't no works. It's grace. You didn't deserve it. Jesus did it. This is why you should be in love with Jesus already. Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So redemption came through Christ Jesus, not me and you. We, we, we couldn't get it. Now watch 25 and 26. Whom God had set forth to be the sacrifice through faith in his blood. We got faith in the blood to declare his righteousness for the remissions of sin that are passed. What? That are passed through the forbearance of God. So we've been what? We have righteousness for remission. That's what he said. I made you righteous to remit your sins forever, past, present, and future. Did you see why he made you righteous? God, Jesus, why did you make man righteous? So I could remit your sins. What's that mean? So I could knock them out forever, nailing them to a cross. Now watch this, forbearance of God, right? To declare, I say, at this time his righteousness, that he may be the just and the justifier of him which believe in Jesus. I think it's the ASV. If you can find the ASV, which one? You got it? You got it out of the way I want it? You can't pull that one? Pull it up in the amplifier. Let's see what we got. It's okay. This is, why, this, is, this is the way it flies around here. Glory to God. Put it in the amplifier. Let me see what I got. This is all new. This wasn't in the notes. Ain't you happy? You got an amp? Pull it in there. Look at this. Because God made provision. Who God? Now watch this. Whom God put forward before the eyes of all. As a mercy seat and a propitiation by his blood, the cleansing and life-giving sacrifice of the what? The atonement and reconciliation to be received through faith. Watch this. Go. This was to show God's righteousness. Now, this is what you got to see. Now, this is the part I want you to see. God's righteousness. Because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over and ignored former sins without punishment. Now, stay here. And this is what you got to get. Now, put this in. God said this. I, this is how he's saying it now. You see right there? God said this. To declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, God's righteousness in man through Jesus. Now, write it down like that. That's the truth of it. Did you get what I just said? God's righteous, not, G, listen to me, God himself, his righteousness God passed and put in you and me through what Jesus did. He cannot separate himself because he's in you. God. Does this make any sense? So God goes, look, I got to get these jokers back. There ain't no other way to get them back. So here's what I do. I'm going to put my right, God Almighty himself, Jehovah God, okay? I'm going to put my righteousness in you through what Jesus does because the only way to get you back is through what he does through sacrifice to put me and you back in a righteous position. So God used 
This is going to sound bad, but it's God's honest truth. The vehicle of Jesus to put his righteousness back in me and you so me and you can never be separated from him again through his only begotten son. My God in heaven, did you get what I said? And he makes you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Because you're in Christ Jesus. Jesus, you receive the righteousness of God because that is the way he wanted it done. You see this? So how does he make me the righteousness? Through what? Believing in Jesus Christ. He's the carrier of the righteousness of God. We've been made the righteousness of God. How can you be separated from the one you've been made one with? You can't. Only place we do it is in our mind. We don't think we're in. We don't feel we're in. We don't see we're in. We don't act we're in. We don't walk we're in. We don't talk we're in. We don't live in Christ's realities. That's the problem. You got to stay in the body. Stay in the word. Glory to God. You see this? Let me tell you, this sense of unworthiness destroys faith, robs you of peace and peace of mind, Makes you ineffective, takes away your zealousness in prayer, takes away your zeal, takes away all this stuff, and here's me, it robs you of fellowship and communion with the Father. That's what it does. You're like, I don't feel this. Who cares what you feel? It's not about feel. It's about faith facts. That's the truth, okay? Watch this, okay? Now, let's read this. This, I don't know how much, I'll get you as much as I can, but you need to read this. Go... Go and read this, and he, now this is important now. That sin consciousness has got to be eradicated, because if you got a sin consciousness, you're going to have a problem. Look at, we're going to read Hebrews 9 in the Amplified, and then we're going to read it in the message. Hebrews 9, 11, we're going to go all the way through, and then I want to read it in the message, because I'm telling you what, it reads better. So I'm going to say, Pastor Chris, is that the Bible? Yeah, it's the Bible. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. You ready? Aren't you guys missing me by now? Kind of, you know, I'm starting, I'm starting to even miss some of the people I don't really, really relate. <laughs> Come on, it's funny. Come on, it was funny. You know you're missing, brother, De- Deacon so-and-so that you never really like. Come on, right around now, you do. You really want to go see. You wish he was here. You know the dude you see in the foyer that talks too much? You're missing that person right now. Don't lie. You know you are. You're like, man, I wish I could see that brother. I don't even know his name, but praise be to God, I wish he was here. And then you get tired of him. <laughs> Come on. Tell the truth. Right about now. Right about now. You're missing me extending. Give me a couple more minutes. Two more minutes we're going to be at it. You're missing me say that now. You are. Don't lie. You're like, I wish Pastor Chris would say, give me five more minutes, and we really know it's 20 more hours. Right now, you know you're missing that kind of stuff. You're missing that right about now. You're, even, you're missing it. Tell the truth. Don't lie. You're in the house of God. God's house is now in your house. Stop lying. You know it's true. You miss me like doing all my little things like, come on, give me five more minutes and stay in another three hours. Come on. You're actually starting to miss the people you don't like in church. Come on. That's how God works on your love walk, see? Now you're going to come back and love everybody and embrace everybody. See? See how the Lord works? He works in a mysterious way, but he works all things for good to him that love God. Come on. Put that up there. That was funny. You got. I got to laugh. I mean, how can you be in a room by yourself and make yourself laugh? Only I can do it. Hallelujah. Well, I'm funny. Look, look up here. Right. Look up. Yeah. I'm. I'm in the notes again. This is really cool, though. This I do like. That is cool. I'm the walking word. Come on. But, but that appointed time came. Now you got to read this for real. This is for real. Now read it slow. Stop like you know playing playing. Because some of you just. This is like, 
this is tough for you, man. You, you can't get caught. You're probably walking around. You know, they're eating breakfast. Somebody's doing so You're jerking around. I know you are. I know you are. I want, you know what? We should Zoom. Can we Zoom into their house? I want to do this. This is what I want to do. I want to be able to have you come in here and me come to you. That'd be cool. God knows what we're going to see. We're probably all going to have to have repent for some of these people. Some of these people are going to be walking around. <laughs> praise be to God. We'll zoom in and be like, oh, praise God. I don't, I don't need to know. I don't want to know. Leave me alone. Okay. But that appointed time came when Christ the Messiah appeared as high priest. That's the present day ministry of Jesus. He is our high priest. He is taking the place and the position for me and you in the earth. So right now, now I'm going to talk about this on Good Friday. But this, let me just give you the overdue. Jesus comes and pays the price. And as he gets ready to transition from the earth to heaven, he stops in the earth for 40 days. We call it the ascension. The ascension wasn't automatic. He ascended into the holies and heavenlies with his blood, but it wasn't an automatic process. So let me explain what happens. So here's what it is. So when he was done and finished, when he went to heaven and sent the Holy Ghost down, he seated at the right hand of the Father as high priest. The example of the high priest was the high priest of the Old Testament. He would bring the sacrifice. You understand? So this is how Jesus was made to sacrifice through substitution. We understand this is now his eternal position. So Jesus' eternal position after he was son, savior, redeemer, his right now last phase of ministry. I'm going to say this. This sounds so good. His last phase of ministry before we go is intercessor for the church, high priest. He sits there. Does that make sense? You see it? So this is, this is what he's doing. He ain't up there like chilling out watching Netflix. <laughs> you know, it's like, like you dudes are doing it in the earth. He's in heaven making intercession for me and you. So when we look goofy, he stands on our behalf, okay? So why did he say that? So you could read this. High priest, better things that have come and are to come through a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with human hands, that is not a part of this material creation. He went once and for all. You see this? He went once and for all into the holy of holies of heaven, not by virtue of blood of goats and calves, by which to make reconciliation between God and man. That's how they used to do it. It had to be the shedding of blood for the remission. They know the New Testament believer should throw remission out of his mouth. There's no remission. Remission just means hold over. You're remitted in the Old Testament. You've been brand new in the New Testament. This sin abolished once and for all because of his blood. It didn't remit. It what? It cleansed us eternally from it. Amen? Why? Right. But his own blood having a secure and complete redemption. You see it? Old Testament did what? Remitted it. New Testament did what? Redeemed it. We redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Hallelujah. An everlasting, my God in heaven, an everlasting release for us. Do you see that? An everlasting release for us. For if the mere sprinkling of the unholy and defiled persons with the blood of goats and bulls and with ashes and burnt heifer is sufficient for purification of the body. How much more surely, come on somebody, shall the blood of Christ, Woo! I feel the Holy Ghost, come on, who by virtue of his eternal spirit, his own pre-existent divine personality has offered himself as an unblemished sacrifice to God. 
Purify our conscience. That's the word I'm going to go. You got a pure conscience. Purify yourself. Come on. Purify your conscience from dead works and lifeless observations to serve the living God. Christ the Messiah. Woo! I told you, Jesus is the Messiah. The devil's a liar. Come on. And is therefore the negotiator and mediator of an entirely new agreement. Woo! I feel it. Come on. Testament, covenant, so that those who are called and offered it may receive the fulfillment of the promised everlasting inheritance since a death has to be taken place which secures the deliverers and redeemers them from the transgressions committed under the first agreement that's why the new guy had to die so that this thing last will and testament could be enforced are you getting this thing you see this watch what it says in the message i love this you can start in verse 11 there too it reads just clear. I need you to get this. But when the Messiah arrived, the high priest of the superior things of the new covenant, he bypassed the old tent and its trappings in its created world and went straight into the heavenly tent. And heaven said, the true holy place once and for all. He also bypassed the sacrifices that consistently had to be made of bulls and goats, right? Because it's consisting of bulls and goats. He said, this consistently had to take place. He said, I'm done with this thing. Instead of using his own blood, instead using, instead using his own blood as the price to set us free once and for all. He's like, I ain't continually making no sacrifice. I'm God. I sacrifice my God in heaven. Can you imagine what hell did when he went and looked and said, he said, what you got? He said, they got blood, blood of bulls and goats. I brought my blood. What you going to do with this devil? The devil got slapped in the face is what happened. That's why he's hell bent in the earth right now. His time clock's ticking. Let me tell you what this thing is. Time's ticking. Tick tock, doc. Tick tock, doc. Tick tock. It's almost over. And like got news for you let me tell you something right here now he knows it and the church needs to take its place and manifest like the sons of god in the earth and not run and hide you ain't meant to run and hide you're meant to rule and reign that's what your job is that's your job tick tock tick tock tick tock he knows it his time's almost up see when lucifer got thrown out of heaven because of rebellion he got thrown in the earth and got trapped in time. And the church better stop living like you're just a time being. You're an eternal being. You're not meant to live in time. You're meant to live in eternity. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. You got to stay with me here. That's strong. You feel the anointing on your house. Come on. Look at this. I'm telling you it's true. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Right? Look, yeah, he said this. He said, also bypass the sacrifices consisting of goats and calves. Instead, using his own blood, set it free once and for all. Woo! If the animal blood and other rituals of purification were effective in cleansing us in religion and behavior, think how much more the blood of Christ can clean us up inside and out. Through the Spirit, Christ offered himself an unblemished sacrifice, freeing us from all those dead end efforts to make ourselves respectable so that we can live all out for God. My God in heaven, guys. That's what I'm saying. Jesus did it. How are you going to undo what Jesus did? You can't. Now you got to take your place. Now you got to renew your mind. I said all that. I ain't got no, Listen, I'll shoot video every day. We'll have church every day. 
God knows I preach. God, <laughs> I think we should have church every day. Please send your surveys in. No, listen. You understand what I'm saying? It's important that you understand this stuff. This is what Jesus said. He said, I did it once for all. Why is that important? Number three, our standing is restored because of what he did. Righteousness comes to us in the new creation. It restores our standing before God. It takes away the old sin consciousness that has us crippled, robbed us of our spiritual initiative, confidence, assurance, and basically it's done this. God, it's trying to rob your, 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 your confidence in God's presence. Now it's done. You got a brand new restoration. You've been restored for it. It restores to man a standing before the Father on the same ground that Jesus enjoyed in his earth walk. Remember the fearlessness of Jesus in the presence of the Father? His fearlessness in the presence of Satan? He knew that he had legal right in the Father's presence. And he knew that he was the master of Satan and his forces. Remember how fearless he was in the storms? Come on, man. Remember how his peace be still. Come on. I'm going to preach next week. You better watch next week. He was a man, but he's God. I'm going to preach it right now. He was so much a man, but he was so much God. Woo! Come on, somebody. He was so much man. He laid his head on a pillow through the storm and fell asleep. He was so much God. He got up and said, peace be still. You better get this thing. He looked like man, but he acted like God. He acted like God. He looked like a man. You better show up for Easter. Don't come to the building. We don't know what's going on yet, but just video. I'm coming to your house. Easter. I'm, I don't know. Maybe some of you. Some of you look. Maybe not. Come on. Get excited. You better get excited about something. You're trapped in the house. And I, I, we're going to have a free marriage seminar. <laughs> i tell you what we're going to have is a marriage seminar. You said it ain't February. Trust me. After being trapped with one another, you're going to need a marriage seminar. <laughs> you're going to need mar marriage counseling. <laughs> Paul and Karen, you better crank it up because they're going to be coming right after this thing. These people trapped in the house and with the kids, too. Somebody ready to hurt somebody. I've been praying nobody hurts nobody. I just, I'm, 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 you think I'm kidding. I'm not. You people trapped in the house with one another. The other day, somebody said something to me like, leave me alone. You can't even go to the beach. Everything's shut down. Whole earth shut down. I walked around the neighborhood. I'm like, look, if somebody touched, if, uh, look, you know, the other day when I went for a walk, I'm being serious with you. If somebody would have told me I can't walk, I would, they would have had a fight. Look, I got to get out, praying the Holy Ghost, do something. Some of you need to, like, walk around, get outside your environment a little bit. Look, tell me right here now, you're safe, okay? Pastor Chris said you're safe. Now, listen, just to get a little bit. You just get walk around your room or something. Do something. Some of you be zoned out too far. You safe. You you, you just you speak the word. You be all right. I don't know. Some of you need to know. Like you know, I've been in a room for fourteen days. <laughs> you gotta like walk around. Just walk around. Go in another room. Do something. Just social separate. But you know what I mean. Don't don't divinely separate. Okay, stay together. Oh, my God. I don't know how I got on that, but it was, it was good. It got me going. All right. Remember how fearless he was in a storm? It's like church, like normal. See, you ain't even here. I'm reading your mind. Look, remember how fearless he was in the storm and how an absolute ruler he was over the laws of nature, how he was not afraid to say to the dead Lazarus, even in the presence of a large group of people, Lazarus, come for us. He had no sense of inferiority in the presence of death. 
Whoa! He didn't care death was there. He said, I'm greater than death. Don't you know I'm the resurrection and the life? Glory to God. Hallelujah. He had no sense of inferiority in the presence of disease. He had no not ability of being afraid to speak the word of God to the man that said, walk, the blind to see, the crippled to be healed. Righteousness is maintained, and it's a masterful thing. And the problem is this. If you don't know you've been restored to it, you'll live without it, even though God made you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Take your place, church, and honor the Lord. Amen? Listen to this one. Your fellowship has been restored. Write that down. Number four. Write that down. Your fellowship has been restored. Righteousness restores man to his lost fellowship. We see. You, got, you can go fellowship with God. So it's like, well, I don't know what to do. What do I do? Go in there and worship him. Go in there and praise him. Amen? Righteousness restores to man his lost fellowship. Hmm. You can approach the Father with a sense of liberty and freedom, even like a child approaches his, his parent. Now, you understand what I mean when I say that? You belong in the presence of God, not away from the presence of God. It's time to run to God. Come on, church. Take your place. We're in 30 days of praise. We're in 30 days of praying and praising God. Why? I told you, go read that 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel chapter 24. I'm telling you right now, David made a mess of the thing and got all messed up. And he's like, well, what are we going to do? But God, you know what I said? Man, when I read that, my God in heaven, man, that was so good. Go, you need to go read that. Um, and the Amplified, I think I read it in the message. I read it in the message, wasn't it? Yeah, 2, 2, um, 2 Samuel 24, the message Bible, read it. Now, here's what happened, just so you know. Some of you have been asking questions about it. I've been getting some feedback. Um, we're going to talk about it. This is where fellowship is restored. Um, David is in the midst of the census and really gets a little bit off track, and he, he sins before God, and judgment because of sin hits the land. And, and one of the things that David said, he said, I'd rather fall in the hands of a mighty God. Now, listen, people want to say, well, is God doing it? Now, God don't do none of that stuff. God doesn't work in steal, kill, and destroy. God works in obedience. And, you know, this ain't no joke. You know, let me tell you something right here and now. I'm going to say something, and you, you, this is where the rubber might meet the road for some of you, but it's God's honest truth. This is, it ain't no joke playing with sin, you see, because everybody, the earth thinks they're funny. They should put me on CNN. That's what they should do. Let me tell you what the truth is, because we don't want to touch it. It's Let me tell you, sin, sin, sin is dangerous. You understand what I mean with that? You got to get this now. Sin is dangerous because it has a form of judgment somewhere. You cannot stop the judgment. Does that make sense? You know what I mean by that? It's like, well, you know, we're just going to do what we want to do. You can't. Let me tell you something, church. We better wake up. There's blood, there's blood crying out in the earth for babies that are being aborted. This is the truth. There's blood for this. Stuff. And it's lawless acts of nonsense. And we want to do what we want to do. We'll keep doing what you want to do because that ain't, that ain't, that judgment is not going to miss. Come on, man. This is God's honest truth. People don't want to talk like this. So here's what I want you to do. Church, you got to stand in a gap for the earth. And that's what David said. He said, David said, let this come on me. This is my mistake. This was not God. This is not God saying, God said, God seen it and said, stop it. Hold it back. Don't do it. God is for us, man. And he's for the lost people. 
This is why the church got to take its place. You know, I told them, I said, if my prayers can keep lost people from dying and going to hell, then my prayers are the most valuable, precious thing in the earth right now. If my prayers can stop somebody that's sick from not dying and going to hell that don't know Jesus, that's my job in the earth. I ain't got no time to just be sitting around vegging out and flaking out. It's my responsibility and your responsibility to take our place in the earth, guys. This is why we got this fellowship restored so we can be the help and the hope to the world they need it amen they need us look i'm not sitting here i'm not sitting here trying to bring anybody down or make you feel down but this is the truth fellowships for jesus enjoyed unique fellowship there was no sense of guilt no sense of sin no sense of condemnation in jesus spirit our hearts today can we be restored like that to god can we have righteousness like that as man can we have that no sense of lack can we have that no no sense of need can we be in that place where we have no sense of separation where we have no idea idea of feeling like the sin conscious yes you can it's caused by the intercession of jesus christ for me and you in the earth today where we miss the mark he makes up the difference with his prayers god is ready for you to come to him he had no inferiority complex he had no sin conscious jesus he had no sense of lack the only thing he had was the righteous consciousness of who he is to walk in the sweetest sweetest most perfect fellowship with the father you want to know why not because he was jesus because he was a man that came to the earth and paid the price for the eternal redemption of man no because he was the son of god and you became the son of god because of what he did it wasn't just because he was spiritual it was because of what he did naturally and you better get that because you ain't never heard that a day before in your life what do you mean it's not because he was god and laid god down and became like a man it's what he did naturally he was the perfect sacrifice for the lawbreaker me and you and he was perfect in his being he was a perfect man so imperfect man could be made perfect he was a perfect human there's never been a perfect human before he didn't do nothing wrong and he was perfect human being so the imperfect human me and you could be made righteous because of what the perfect jesus did in his death burial and resurrection it started with birth my god in heaven he never stepped out so here we go right here i'm wrapping it up i'll even close the book to show you i'm telling the truth listen to me right here right watch this so jesus comes but he's god he didn't come as god he came out of a man man let me explain that he came from his father the seed of god in the womb of a woman to be birthed in the earth as a virgin why has he got to come in the earth like a man because the only way to have legal right in the earth is through a birth canal come on so that's why the devil is an illegal alien in the earth he didn't come through body that's why he looks for a body to try to work through he has no right in the earth you got dominion over him you got power over him you got ability over him jesus came the proper way he came in the earth john looked and said well you gotta be kidding me mary where'd you find a man she said i got no man i'm full of the holy ghost and everybody looked at him like he was crazy but he got bound up in the mouth he couldn't even speak why don't mess up what god's trying to do in your life with your mouth amen and what happened was what we seen him born and we watched 
watched him grow in stature. The Bible says he grew in wisdom and he grew in stature and he grew and he grew. And guess what happened? The Holy Ghost did this. The Holy Ghost moved in his life. And when he died and death hit him, he went into hell. He said, it's finished. He left it up. He gave up the ghost. He finished the redemption. He did that right there is where he became born again. And he went in the earth as a man. Right there, he finished the race. He did his thing. He said, I'm a perfect man. I'm the same. He said, I'm the lamb slain for the world. What's that mean? A perfect lamb, a spotless lamb, an unblemished lamb. He said, I'm the man sacrifice. Devil said, I got you. Nah, nah, liar. You ain't got nothing. Jesus went down there and took the keys of the kingdom and dominion took enforcement and he gave it to you. And he gave you the right to use his name. And he changed your life forever. And he gave us the position as God in the earth. And that's the truth. And you might say, well, I'm excited about it. You better believe I'm excited about it. Because without him in this earth, you ain't got no hope. But with him, the only thing you got is hope. I promise you guys, I'm going to pray for you. This revelation of righteousness in who you are. This is the best Palm Sunday of your life. Because this isn't about Hosanna, Hosanna. We, we know who he is. This ain't about praising him. We're going to praise him. This ain't about having a parade for him. We're going to have a parade for him. This is about being him in the earth today. That's what this is about. He did all that so we could be him today. Let me pray for you. I'm telling you, stay updated because I promise you this. We are getting ready to mobilize one of the greatest moves of God the earth's ever seen. The beginning of the year, I started talking about the glory. This is what this is about. Manifesting God in the earth. God is, wait God is patiently waiting for the body of Christ to exercise our authority and dominion. This is how you get it through righteousness. Let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for each and every person. Listen at the sound of my voice. They know I love them, God, but they need to hear it. I love them, and I believe in them. I'm expecting them to manifest you in the earth. God, bless them. Keep them, God. God, don't let worry. Don't let fear. Don't let fret. Don't let them worry about where's, where's, my, next, where's, my, next, where's my next paycheck coming from. You'll make a way. Where's my job? What's going to happen? You'll make a way. What am I going to, I'm worried about getting this thing. You'll make a way. God, every sickness, every disease, every pestilence, every plague has to go. Can't come near our body. If it touches your body, it'll die. I speak the word of God over you. I plead the blood of Jesus over you. I thank you, Lord, for prospering them, keeping them, watching over them, and supernaturally bringing them to the next season you have for them. Father, we bless you, and we bless them now. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. God bless you guys. I kept you for a little bit, but I want you to know, get ready. Easter is going to be awesome. Easter at Relevance is going to be supernatural. We're going to be online. We'll bring you more details. We'll talk more. I know we're in this season of social. We're socially separated, but we ain't spiritual separated amen we're staying together and stay connected i love you and we'll see you soon thank you for listening to this episode of relevant live with pastor chris if you are interested in learning more about relevant church we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org and don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week and as always welcome home